Hello and welcome everybody. Uh, today's episode of Ultras and Oilt Reloaded is the vaccine rollout in Australia. And a little bit fitting that we now are back in a snap seven-day lockdown. How are you finding that, Ultras? Well, I mean, it's just back to online learning for school for me and just chilling at home. It's only seven days. It's not much. Yeah, I can do seven days standing on my head. No problem. What about you? <laughs> After last year. <laughs> seven days. That's rookie numbers. You've got to bump those numbers up. <laughs> let's, not, let's not tempt fate or the universe. I'm back at my parents in Apollo Bay. Oh, wow. Did you get yeah. there before lockdown started just as like a precautionary thing or you just there for a Yeah. So basically when this all came about, I was in the shower in the caravan park um, and Holly's just come into the bathroom and she's just like, uh, we need to leave. We need to pack up and go. So we could have stayed at the caravan park, but we would still have to do like the 5K radius thing and all that kind of stuff. And we wouldn't be able to use any of the amenities. So it was pretty pointless. Oh, yeah. That would have been shit not having any amenities for a week. Yeah, pretty much. Just So you wouldn't have been able to use the barbecue either? No, nothing. Would you would have, have had to, to do to... like fruit and veg, raw stuff, or takeaway. Yeah, and we would have to stick to our little designated unpowered site, I guess, and then just have the one person go to the shop at the, in the 5K radius and all that kind of stuff. Are there even any shops within 5Ks? Yeah, I think there was an IGA. Ugh, lame. But, yeah, we were just kind of like, you know what, we'll just... We... My dad's turning 60 soon, so we also didn't want, in case it goes the other way and the lockdown's longer, we didn't want to risk being further away from family either. Fair um, enough. Birthday, and then my sister's giving birth as well in July, so we also wanted to be closer for that. It's all happening for Royal. Yep, it's, it's, it's all happening. Shame about the show getting uh, delayed. You finally got a venue set up and you're ready to go and then boom. Yep. That's right. It's all, uh, all of Facebook conspiracy <laughs> to keep you down. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Zuckerberg. Give us our vaccines. He's, he's just holding them. No. <laughs> No, get a Facebook account. There you can have the vaccines. <laughs> so, the vaccines. How did you go looking into this? I mean, it's been a long, drawn-out process, this whole vaccine and quarantine situation in Australia. Um, yeah, and it's it's very interesting. It's like, it's yeah, it's a big... Uh, our numbers are low, like looking into the data of... How many people? I mean, we're at a quarter, uh, sorry, half a million for the whole country, I think. Numbers for vaccine, you mean? Or what are you talking about? Yeah, for fully vaccinated, I think we're at. What are you talking about? A half a million. And then I think for partially, we're at two points. I did have it somewhere in my notes and I've lost them. 2.9 or something. Yeah, so as of this morning, 415 million doses have been administered. I don't know how many full vaccinations that sort of translates into. I've got 1.88 1. 
uh, fully vaccinated and I've got 11.56 uh, partially vaccinated. Well, we're missing about a million in that case. <laughs> <laughs> and then here it is. Here it is in the number figures. 2.95 million. I don't, unless this website hasn't been, hang on, let me check the, this is as of, here we go, some, some correct data, as of May the 27th, so with the 29th today, May the 27th, we've got 2.85 million vaccinated and then half or, or almost half a million fully vaccinated. What what did you say have just been released? So I'm sorry, what were you, um, so how many people have been fully vaccinated? 480,000 approximately as of May 27th. So 480,000 people have been fully vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. So from the um, health.gov.au website, um, I've just looked at the total number of vaccine doses that have been administered. I didn't look at the total number of fully vaccinated people. Mm -hmm. So as of, as of this morning, 4.15 million doses have been administered. 2.3 million of those are in federal facilities or have been administered by the federal government. Um, 345,000 have been administered in aged care and 1.5 million have been administered by the states and territories. So that aged care numbers seems like a good amount because that's the majority of people in full-time aged care, I believe, or close to that number based on what I could find. But 124,000 of those happened within the last 24 to 48 hours. So it's only just gotten done after all the talk that's been had for a long time and with those people being the most vulnerable in society. So it's not been a smooth rollout. No, not, not at all. And I mean, I also saw, even though like, let's say that we're vaccinating these elderly people and elderly people in homes and the most vulnerable people are they they're not really the ones that are moving around as much either so is uh, is that the most effective way to do the vaccine rollout well i think it is so when we had the aged care crisis so a total of 214 facilities had outbreaks have had outbreaks of covid-19 and that had uh, 2,051 recorded cases of COVID-19 in aged care facilities. That's just for residents, not counting workers. So of those cases, 685 people died. So that's a fatality rate of uh, just over 33%. So in aged care facilities, if you get COVID-19, you have a one in three chance of dying. Okay. Compared to the, um, the rate, in society, which is, I think, in the decimal points okay. uh, percentages. I don't have that number off the top of my head. It'd be also interesting so, to look at how much the... Because people are obviously dying in aged care facilities regularly, What the how much that, the rate has increased by. What, deaths per the death per day count? Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, that's a fair point see what that would be doing during the the peak of that covid crisis but these are these are deaths directly associated with covid-19 that's fair enough i wonder also, uh, i they this in my mind starts going it's just like all right is it just like also like lazy paperwork as well just so they just all right that's another covid yeah that's another covid i don't know it might be it might be the other way i don't know if there'd be more or less paperwork if someone gets covid because if someone's recorded as 
having COVID or dying of COVID, then there's got to be contract tracing in there and accountability held that way. And then other people who were close to that person might have needed to quarantine, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know, the paperwork might go the other way. No, but I mean, for like the, the, the cause of death, like are they just, what if they've got other illnesses or ailments that are attribute to their death, but it's just getting documented as a COVID death? Are you it's suggesting like they COVID. don't have COVID and they're just writing it down as COVID? Oh, not even, well, that's a possibility, but I mean, if they get COVID, but they already had pneumonia and other things, but it just, they just, you know, because of... Yeah, so that's what they mean by uh, COVID-associated death. It might not necessarily be that that's the, the main factor that's led to their... Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's pushed them over the edge. I mean, they might have other things wrong with them, but their reduced uh, immune system and ability to fight off infections and survive diseases, COVID-19 just comes in and finishes it off. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, they, so they are the most vulnerable people in society. That, that makes sense. In terms of they're the most vulnerable in terms of catching disease and diseases having the biggest impact on them. Yeah. Okay. No, that's that's fair enough. So, yeah, so it's, it probably is important that they do get vaccinated then. Or yeah, they, they, should have, they should have in theory... Be. They should have in theory been the ones to get vaccinated first because they're the most vulnerable. And also we had a stockpile of AstraZeneca vaccine, which should have been given to only over 50s to start with, which is people in aged care facilities. So there's no reason why they shouldn't have been vaccinated first if they need it the most and they're the only ones that we can really confidently give AstraZeneca to at the at that early stage. So I guess but I was just going to say, how come it didn't happen then? Well, so let's have a look at quarantine maybe for a first step into divvying up who's responsible for what in um, this situation. So I don't know if you know or not, but this current lockdown in Victoria happened after someone left uh, hotel quarantine in South Australia and they tested positive when they got home in Victoria a couple of days later. So the virus breaching hotel quarantine or escaping from hotel quarantine, doing a little jailbreak isn't unusual. It's happened in every state except, I think, Tasmania, I think. Uh, so it's happened quite a few times. So okay. quarantine, according to the Constitution, is a federal government responsibility. And it's been that way since 1901 when modern Australia was born. And it's also been that way during our, it was that way during our last major pandemic with the Spanish flu in the early 1900s. So it's a government, it's a federal government responsibility. They pay for it and they manage it. That's how it's meant to be. In this instance, though, the states initially agreed to take on the burden because it was a little more nuanced due to state border closure and quarantine requirements, opening and closing, that sort of thing. The federal government hadn't shown leadership and decisiveness that you would need in this situation early on, e.g., you know, how um, Morrison was getting on TV at press conferences every now and then saying, kids should be going to school. No, 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 they shouldn't be going to school anymore. They should be going to school if their parents work in uh, uh, the medical field. Or no, they shouldn't be going to school if their parents work in the medical field because they're the most at risk of catching it. We don't want them to spread to other kids. And there was all that confusion. 
It's like that scene in um that scene in Black Books where oh my god, I've forgotten his name. Uh, Bernard, Dylan Bernard, I oh, Bernard. my my infallible TV and movie recall almost uh, <laughs> let me down there. Yeah, with Bernard, Manny's asking what the rules on the blackboard say, and Bernard's like, "Very simple. It, none of this, none of that. Definitely none of this. All this right out <laughs> without actually saying what the rules are." Yeah, so there was that, and then also um, the Ruby Princess coming into New South Wales and being a major source of. COVID infections in New South Wales, I think they're still chucking blame back and forth. New South Wales officials and the um, federal government, like New South Wales officials maintain that they were following national guidelines when they were handling that scenario and that it was a, it was a federal government responsibility because it is border control. It's a ship coming from international waters into Australia. The federal government was responsible for that. And then to top that off, uh, early on in the COVID the beginnings of COVID, aged care facility fiasco that we talked about, that was aged care facilities are all under the umbrella of the federal government. Any um, public aged care facilities they are responsible for. So they control the quarantines and everything relating to COVID for that. So like we talked about, 214 facilities had outbreaks. 685 of our total 910 COVID deaths in Australia are from aged care facilities. And the fatality rate was huge there. So the state governments took on that burden. Okay. So what are the federal government doing then? Well, so the federal government were in charge of uh, the vaccines. They, they right. really, all of this should have been the federal government coordinating it rather than the federal government just sort of standing by. So, and, and don't forget that this is also the state governments are paying for hotel quarantines as well. The federal government's not paying for that. I don't know if the state governments are going to try and get any money back later on because it should have been a federal government responsibility, but they just didn't trust the federal government with it. Yeah. yeah okay. On top of that, though, the federal government isn't providing any solutions for better quarantine ideas. So multiple experts have come out and said that a hotel quarantine is not the best option. It's definitely not the best long-term option because... Uh, the airborne nature of the virus, you need purpose-built facilities with, I think it's pressurized rooms that you need so air doesn't escape from rooms or it doesn't seep out into corridors and spread that way or through vents in hotels, that sort of thing. So you need to carefully think about how you build these things and build it to specific requirements. So the government's not had any plans to do anything with that and they recently shot down a proposal to build a purpose-built facility in Toowoomba saying that 80 minutes is too long to travel so it's 80 minutes away from Brisbane and they're saying that's too remote for a quarantine facility uh, 80 minutes away from... of <laughs> well I think the, the quarantine facility yeah the point is you can't be too far away from a hospital but at the same point You've got to be a little bit far away from a, a major <laughs> population hub. So they're not they're not providing any long term solutions or any solutions at all really around quarantine. They're putting all their eggs in the vaccine basket. That's that's not working. They need they need another basket. Yeah. So to put how poorly we're doing in vaccines in context, so compared to other countries. 1.9 of our population is fully vaccinated. So that's, you know, that sound, that that's, might sound a little disappointing, but to put it in even more perspective, that's 
less than such economic powerhouses like Zimbabwe or <laughs> me or Myanmar who are in the middle of a fucking coup. Uh, and when you when you compare it with countries who you think we're probably more on par with, the USA have uh, 40.4% uh, vaccination rate and the UK have a 36.1% vaccination rate. Uh, that's as of uh, yesterday morning. So it's probably gone up since then as well. Uh, crazy. Even but like, I, and who did you, who did you say then? United States and the UK. UK. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what I'm looking at now. Israel's killing it. Yeah. 50, like they're over 50%. 58, 58, uh, 59% fully vaccinated. Yeah, I think they've got the most, like, total. Do they have the most total number of vaccines? I think there are there are some like tiny little countries there have already got a hundred percent or like ninety percent or whatever. But it's like, oh, we've given out five vaccines. You know, that's that's all we needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when you look at that list and you go by percentage, you you have to, you know, when you have to click a little tab or a little arrow down the bottom to say, no, I need to see more results than this. I had to do that like three, three times until I got to Australia. Oh, right. That's, yeah. Until, like, yeah, because yeah, we're, we're fucking like useless. 90 or something or wherever we are on the the list. Um, no, because I'm just having a look. It's, if you go to that, the website, ourworldindata.org, and it's mm. slash COVID little hyphen vaccinations, some of the graphs on that are really good, but instead of like going through the list, you can just add or delete countries. So it gives you like, oh, yeah. it gives you a graph or a chart, I should say, in percentages. But then if you keep going down, it changes it from percentages to numbers. And if you just, it has like different categories as well. So it's like daily COVID-19 vaccination doses administered per 100 people. I don't know what happened in Mongolia on the 7th of May. Just everyone. Everyone's getting the vaccine. Just bang. This is, I don't know. Can you see that graph? Oh, wow. Yeah, I see what you mean. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's at this steady rate. And then all of a sudden. Like, I can see yeah. it. I wonder if it's got something to do with them being um, close to China because I'm looking at this other one. Like China have got like 584 million total doses given out vaccine that they've recorded or reported or told i don't know how accurate that information is mm -hmm. but have they said then said well we've got all these people who've got to wait two weeks for their next vaccine fuck it we've got people coming in and out of the mongolian border all the time all these yep. Yep. mongols on their horses and arrows <laughs> and shit we should be let's vaccinate those guys as well Maybe they'll stop tearing Sort of like our, what Australia is meant walls. to be doing in the Pacific. We're meant to be reaching out and vaccinating neighbours and um, supporting them. At this stage, then we're going to be asking but them. But we can't we? get that done ourselves. <laughs> Sorry, could you repeat that? I didn't catch that. Oh, I just said that at this stage, we're going to be asking them. Sorry for that interruption. That interruption brought to you by Telstra, a bunch of slack-jawed fuckwits pretending they know how to run a phone and internet company that's right like we said we could always edit all these things out and fix them next is there is there not the, part the internet of, not the part about telstra being fuckwits yeah no no we can't we keep can't, keep that in. no we can't edit it. we'll keep that in 
Things that the federal government fuck up. Is the internet on their list of things as well? NBN was them. That was yep. that okay. was the Liberals. There we go. Trying to Frankenstein an old copper wire system with some new shit rather than replacing it all. (laughs) Just because it feels a bit relevant to today's topic of things that they fuck up. Um, We, um, what's it called? We went over that a little bit in um, the Murdoch one, though, because, I mean, he put a lot of pressure on them to not do that. Yes, this is true. This is true. He incentivized them to do a shit job. Kind of dark forces he works with. Sort of techno sorcerer, <laughs> technomancer. <laughs> Where we were was you were saying we were supposed to, or we're meant to be helping, you know, the more lesser developed nations around us. But I was saying, well, perhaps we are in the position where we need to be asking them at this point for help with the vaccines. Maybe. I mean, fuck. <laughs> I mean, we need it. <laughs> nah, we'll, um, we'll we'll be right. We'll like we there. got we yep. got way too much of our vaccines because we planned on giving it to our, our neighbours. So we'll. I mean, it's not it's not ideal. We need to. We need more, but we do have a, enough to sort of keep vaccinating at least the most vulnerable people and keep moving forward. But yeah, okay. we kind of fucked that up. I, I'm just trying to think how we fucked it up, though. Is it like the vaccines are just there and no one's injecting them? So probably that. So a lot of it was trepidation from people with AstraZeneca early on, the worries about blood clotting early on. So let's just look at Pfizer versus AstraZeneca. So due to blood clotting concerns linked to AstraZeneca, it's advised that under 50s get the Pfizer vaccine and over 50s get AstraZeneca because the under 50s had a an increased risk of blood clotting from it. Having okay. said that, I believe the blood clotting rate is still lower than the virus infection rate and uh, it's uh, less fatal. I mean, especially now that we've gotten, we know what we're dealing with. We, the blood clots aren't a surprise, you know, popping up and we don't know what it is. We know that there's a risk of it and we're monitoring those things and we know how to treat it better. I'm not a doctor or a scientist. I wouldn't go taking this as gospel. This is just what I've seen from a couple of friends online who are actually uh, doctors and scientists. Okay, fair enough. That makes sense. I A little bit of a... Where my brain's going. So you know how they've bundled up this whole vaccine thing, obviously, because yeah. we're talking about it. Where do the anti-vaxxers go from here? Or the conspiracy theorists? I, I think they just have to make more signs and protest more because this is taking longer. <laughs> like, Have we knocked this out of the park? Because the government initially was saying at the end of October, everyone's going to be vaccinated. Had we done that, they would have only had to be out there flapping their gums and giving everyone a hard time for, what, six months? Now they're going to be doing it until the second half of next year. So I don't know if they're going to be invoicing people for the extra hours or what the deal is there. That's how, that's how it affects them, I think. Well, but I was also wondering, do they start – because aren't they also like, oh, whatever the government says, we've got to go against that. So because the government are bundling the vaccinations up, are they going to be four vaccines now? 
I don't think that's necessarily whatever the government says, we're against it. I think it's like <laughs> genuinely we don't like vaccines. So you know, okay. they're all for it, not being pestered at the moment about you should go get vaccinated. Uh, sorry, the ones who are under 50 not being pestered about you should go get vaccinated. So they're just, are they just chilling until the rollout's happening then? They've got just all their chilling, signs just ready. Sitting back, man, I don't know what you're so worried about, man. I wouldn't be getting the vaccine either way. Okay, there we go. Just giving all their friends who wanted a hard time, you know, the ones who are stressing out about not being able to get it. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. That's just a a, a thing that crossed my mind. And then another thing, because I'm back in a house now and my parents do uh, watch, like, the mainstream news channels and that sort of thing. I saw a headline that was interesting. They, they were saying now they recommend the age group that should be getting the vaccine is between 20 to 29. Which vaccine? I'm not, or just the COVID vaccine. It didn't say necessarily. Just getting vaccinated, I should say. I should rephrase it that way because they're the group that are, like, moving around the most, I guess. Yeah, so I think that's generally how you would do a vaccine rollout in that you would first target your people who are most vulnerable to the virus. Then you would go to your people who are most likely to spread the virus and you'd work sort of down that way. Okay. So that that would make sense to me. Okay. But are we at that point yet? Well, over the last like 24 to 48 hours, they finished off the last of the um, aged care facility um, vaccinations. So the people who are highest risk there. As for other groups that are high risk in the community, I can't really comment on them. I'm not too sure. Okay. And then it's 40 plus now can go, can't they? In Victoria, yeah. I'm sure it'd probably be the same for the rest of the country, but I've only seen it mentioned as for Victoria. Um, On top of that, I know there's a lot of immunocompromised people there who can't get the vaccine, who are essentially sort of stuck in isolation or quarantine for the majority of their time until everyone else gets it. Yeah, that's so a pain. sort of isolated, not by choice. So they're, they're other people who are affected by, well, indirectly affected by the vaccine. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. Yeah, so it's another reason to go and get vaccinated. I, I suppose I've been seeing a lot of sort of let's say discussion online about uh, vaccines and what you should and shouldn't do, if you should or should not go get vaccinated. I think we saw, I don't, well, you probably wouldn't be on um, Instagram. Facebook um, one or of, Instagram, no. <laughs> one, of, one of the guys we went to school with um, in high school, uh, his story was him marching at a um, anti-lockdown um, march the other day in the city. Really? Yep. Huh. I, w- I won't mention. I won't no mention naming, any names. No naming and shaming <laughs> on the air. No. Yeah. Um. But yeah, these there's these people out there who don't uh, don't agree with it, have their own concerns about it. Now, some of them are just crazies who don't think that their freedoms should be infringed upon because they're selfish and they can't empathise with other people in society. Some of them have genuine concerns about vaccines or Mm -hmm. uh, quarantines or isolation, whatever. 
And some of them have genuine concerns about side effects from vaccines. And I feel as though a lot of that is to do with the the choices that the government make in what vaccines it would purchase. So they the main ones they purchased are Pfizer and AstraZeneca. So Pfizer costs about nineteen US dollars per dose, whereas AstraZeneca costs between like three and four dollars per dose. So it's very clear to me that the government's the one job that they had after they sort of handballed quarantine off to the states, or sorry, the states took quarantine from them because they said, No, no, you can't be trusted with this. Give that to me. <laughs> Is that they've then gone, oh, sweet, that one's like a quarter of the price. We'll do that one and we'll just save a bit of money. And then it's turned out that they've got the cheap one, which turned out to also be the shitty one, and they're stuck with it. Good job. So good. So they've put people in a position where the initial reports come out about blood clotting, and now there's a, a stigma around the AstraZeneca vaccine. They shouldn't have put anyone in a position to to be worried about a vaccine. Like they shouldn't have scrimped and saved just a tiny little bit really to get a vaccine that was less effective and then turned out to have these other side effects with it as well. Especially considering that a lot of the budget that they've got lined up for the coming year is based on our vaccine rollout being effective and uh, and timely. So you just think that this has put more concern out there in the community and it's just add it's adding fuel to the fire sort of thing yeah it's just another source of misinformation for people to spread around and or be confused by they may not know what to think or what to do so they're just sitting back not doing anything even if they might be eligible to go get the vaccine that's fair enough a lot of those protesters though i don't even know if they really look into it is it just like well i I suppose the mess the messaging from the government's not been throughout this whole thing has been very unclear. It's not been super clear. So people have been getting the messaging from their chosen news outlets. I mean, like for, for fuck's sake, for example, Craig Kelly was share, um, spurting conspiracy theories about the vaccines and fucking 5G and stuff. Like if a member of parliament's not a reliable source of news, well, where, what is? <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair enough. When was he doing that? Uh, not long, but well, for it's been for a while. I haven't heard much about him lately since he actually sort of said he's going to step away from the Libs and Nationals and he's probably going to be an independent or run as an independent or whatever. Um, but he's been doing it for ages now. Okay. I was just looking up on him. I was just going to like he's featuring on Sky News and stuff like that and that's been getting a lot of flack for uh, right-wing sort of politics and conspiracy theories and stuff hasn't it well yeah i mean it's given him a platform so like <laughs> from just birdies fucking nonsense <laughs> and then you've also got like celebrities that are spurting fucking nonsense like um what's that chef one i can't think of his name went up to byron uh, bay as well activated almonds pete pete um, um is it Everest? chris evans pete evans Chris Pete. Pete Evans. Pete Evans, the activated almond man. Yes. I think he got um he got a massive fine recently for um uh spruiking or making false claims about um 
antibiotics or supplements um, that he was spruiking. And then he also had um, the the a light nipple. Yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah, the light thing as well. The light thing. Oh, some sort of light that you stand under and it'll get rid of coronavirus or something. Oh, sweet! That sounds handy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> why don't they just? I, don't know. I mean, it'll burn put your skin up. off too. But yeah, <laughs> I just put them up outside, like you know, when you go through the airport, metal detector, anti-coronavirus light, boom, solved. Is it is it just coronavirus anti, or does it do anti other things as well? I'm not too well? sure. I have no idea. It's, it's a microwave. Like you know, it's a, it's you know in Star Trek, how they've got transporters. <laughs> in Star Trek, they've got transporters. Sorry, what? You were saying in Star Trek, they've got transporters? Fucking Telstra. <laughs> now, you can't, yeah, I haven't heard anything you've said for like a minute. Fucking Telstra. Great. Great, fantastic. So it's just me rambling to myself and you swearing at Telstra. Excellent. Tune in next week. I mean, for... I wanted to make a Star Trek reference, but you know. Tune in next week for where we discuss how shit Telstra is. That's next week's episode. Oh, yeah, we're coming for Can you. Can you Telstra, hear anything I'm saying? Dirty fuckers. I heard you just then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, like in, in Star Trek, um, um, also... their transporters have got. You didn't hear anything I fucking said, did you? And you just interrupted me. <laughs> no, no, there's a delay. I think there's a delay. Ah. Go for transporters. All right. We, let's see how we keep going. We might have to come back later on if the internet decides it's going to be any fucking better. But in, in Star Trek, they've got the trans... Maybe we should Frankenstein an episode and just go jump back from Mongolia and come so come back in like a couple of hours yeah, and start good. off at Mongolia again. Feeds their turtle sweet potato. Fair enough. Fair enough. Were you, were you thinking about that all afternoon, were you? Yeah, I was trying to think of something weird. And I just cooked some sweet potatoes. So, yeah, there, okay. there you go. Where did the turtle pig come from? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know how my brain works. Yeah, fair point. Anyway, welcome back, everyone. We're back online. Thank you very much, Telstra, for being completely fucking useless. Yes, good job. Um, although you won't really notice because of my seamless editing. Well, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've seen your editing and the seams of it. Nah, you'll kill it. You'll do fine. Oh, also, have you been leaving reviews for shoes? Yeah. Oh, okay. Very good. Well, they sent me faulty shoes and uh, indestructible shoes, sent me defective shoes. I'm trying to organize a refund and they're saying, oh, we can, you can return them, but there's going to be a 15% restocking fee. I'm like, restock what, motherfucker? You can't <laughs> restock them because you can't resell them because they're defective. The seams are broken on them. And like, oh, it's just our policy. So I'm going to organize a charge back for, um, through my bank and just get it back that way. But in the meantime, I'm just leaving lots of reviews and commenting on all their Facebook posts with a link to um, an ombudsman that's got a bunch of complaints for them saying, hey, you know, they've got over 200 really bad complaints against them. Maybe you shouldn't. Just in the hope that they decide to play ball rather than me having to wait for my bank to charge back. <laughs> Fair enough. I just found, okay, I was doing some... Uh... Snooping around, and uh, I found your reviews. I had a, I had a low. I am I am running a very deep 
deep online guerrilla warfare thing going on at the moment with them. Like it, yeah, they're not they're not gonna they won't know what hit them. <laughs> they shouldn't have crossed me. You're not the only one either. Nah, they're shit. Indestructible shoes, fucking rubbish. You see their ads on Facebook and Instagram all the time. They're garbage. <laughs> Not going to be a, a future sponsor of ours anytime soon. <laughs> now, if they offered us, if they offered to sponsor us, I would tell them to go get fucked. <laughs> uh, or I would spend all the money they use to sponsor us to bring them down, to bring them to justice. Yeah, because would they even listen to us? Who knows? Nah, I don't reckon they would. <laughs> that's all I had. Uh, that's what I did in my in my spare time in the break. Played bass guitar and found out that you had reviews online. I was like, is it going to be him? Is, is it? Is how many how many loops oh, yeah. are there in Australia? You know me. I'm a very very spiteful man. <laughs> don't cross him. Ladies and gentlemen, at least at least for a couple of weeks, and then I might lose interest. I don't know, because I keep talking by email, trying to get them to play ball. It keeps reminding me. Oh, that's right. Fuck those guys. Fair enough. I remember you're my mortal enemy. Just um, hit them up again and try and get a different representative and see if you can get a refund that way. I've done that before. It works. Uh, I think they've um they've learnt the mistake from that one because they kept getting me. Uh, they kept saying, "Oh, we can we can send you a new pair of shoes free of charge, but if you want a refund and return these ones, you got to send them back, and there'll be a fifteen percent restock fee." So that's how you know they're cheap and shitty because they can afford to give you another one free rather than give you your money back. And but what they can't restock it anyway. Yeah, well, that's just them trying. I reckon that fifteen percent is their like margin including postage or whatever, like that 15%, that helps them break even and the rest is profit. So at least this way they're not losing on it. Okay. So that you, that's how you know they're real shit. <laughs> like on, on the, all the ads and stuff and all their fake reviews, they look great. But then when you get them, they're just meh. Flimsy, <laughs> the seams are shitty. And as soon as you get anywhere near water, you can just tell they'll swell up and burst. And and the seams connecting the actual shoe to the sole are just shit. Is it the equivalent of a frozen meal pitcher? Yeah, probably. That's probably fair. Yeah, just you know, you know, anyone that's had a frozen meal knows exactly what I'm talking about. Anyway, back. Uh, let's get away from my buyer's remorse and my crusade against indestructible shoes, who are terrible, terrible, terrible people. Uh, and let's say where we were. so we were discussing the incompetence of the federal government to roll out a coronavirus vaccine, and they've gone for the two options of the what was it nineteen dollars or seventeen dollars? Is it is it, yeah. is it Pfizer? Is it how you pronounce? So it? The, the main ones we've got are Pfizer and AstraZeneca. They have also um, committed to buying another fifty million doses of another vaccine called Novavax, but. That still hasn't been trialed yet, so like we're not even going to think about that one because that one could turn out to be shit. I think the last um, efficacy results that I saw on it was it was like eighty nine percent effective. Okay, so we won't Novavax. even Novavax. Talk- Novavax. That's a comic book name if I ever heard one. Like okay. comic book name? Would it be a villain or a superhero, or like a would, would it be a, a business? Maybe a business, like because I know the Nova Corps is. Um, Marvel. Okay, there you go, yeah. 
and Nova is a Marvel hero. Maybe it's like an anti-Nova uh, league, Novavax, and they're trying to kill that superhero. Mayhaps, mayhaps. Copyright, Marvel, you stay the fuck away from this storyline. <laughs> anyway. What do you get, royalties or a payout? I guess. Like every time someone, every time someone said, well, all right, we can't copyright Novavax because <laughs> yeah, someone's beat us to that one. Um, yeah, so for the the two vaccines that we've got, we got Pfizer, which costs, based on what I could find, about $19 US per dose, and AstraZeneca, which costs about 3 to $4 per dose. So we've split between those two. I don't know whether it's to save money or what the thinking was behind it. I don't know whether they had seen the trial results yet or they knew the risks about it or they just went in too early and said, oh, that one's cheaper, and they committed too early. But now we're stuck with that one. And what that's resulted in is these reports of the problems with the AstraZeneca one have meant that, or the problems with blood clotting with that have meant a lot of people are a little bit timid about getting their vaccine um, and they're sort of being very cautious about it and seeing how it plays out, let other people get it first and see what the blood clotting numbers are like. But then also you can't give those ones to people or you shouldn't give those ones to people under 50 because of the risks. So you're having to divvy up all your Pfizer ones between essential service workers and then to under 50s. So it sort of slowed down the whole process a lot. Okay. And then so are there other options as well, like are there other ones that we can buy or are they just not available apart from yeah, the Novavax one? There are other options available. The thing is, it's just we'd be – so the, the government famously said, you know, we're first in the queue to get our vaccines. Australia's first in queue. We're getting our vaccines first. But for us to buy new ones now, we'd jump to the back of the queue. Uh, then we'd have to buy new ones. Right. What about making them? Can we make our own? Well, I think – I think we do produce some of our own. I think you're not just buying just doses. I think you're also you also buy the right to produce them. Oh, this, that's yes. But then, I mean, we're still you're still waiting to produce millions and millions of doses. Like you still, it's just cost us time. Why do you have to buy the rights to produce a vaccine? Is it is that just like the way patenting's going? Well, I don't know if it is that if that's how you normally do it. But I think in this case, everyone in the world needs the vaccine. They We want to vaccinate, what, 7 billion people or as many people as we can. So you can't have just one central facility or one company doing it. you got to spread that shit out so we can get it done as quickly as possible. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I don't know if that's a normal thing, like you sell the rights to be able to make your vaccine. I'm not too familiar with that industry. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me, depending on what it is. Like every year for the flu vaccine, they might need to do that because, again, you're trying to vaccinate tons and tons of people. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Have you seen the? I don't know if it's happened for you yet, but on the you got a MyGov, yeah. Yeah. You go on the the Medicare, Medicare, not Medicare, Medi, yeah, Medicare, the Medicare section. You can check your immunization history now. Yeah, I got that. Um, I haven't had a look at it though. I've still got one of those little like paper books with all my immunizations on it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I had a look at mine. 
It says it won't have any immunizations before 1996, I think. Said I only had oh, four. Oh, what's the fucking point then? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about sloppy bookkeeping. Yeah. But it said I've only had four, and I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure I remember having more than four yeah, needles and, in my and life. Three, three of them were herpes. No, one was herpes. <laughs> no, well, I mean, no. Oh, wait, no, hepatitis. <laughs> hey, when overseas, I want to be vaccinated against hepatitis B. Thank you very much. Um, one was well, tetanus from when I got bitten by a possum. Possum or opossum? A possum. Sweet. Support Australian. <laughs> um, well, you might have got more than four needles in your lifetime, but some of the a lot of those might some of those might have been boosters. So you get a vaccine mm. early on, and then years later you get a booster for it. That sort of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. But you've probably got vaccinated for against more than four things. I, I mean, so. you get vaccinated tons when you're like a baby or a toddler or whatever. Like, yeah. have you seen that anti-vaxxer sort of propaganda of like they've got a a baby born or something and they've got a bunch of needles stuck in it with labels about what vaccine it is and it's um like this is all the vaccines uh, that a child is given before the age of like one or two something. and one and yeah I've seen that one yeah. yeah it's like well of course it's gonna look pretty fucked up if you stick all of them in a baby <laughs> at once but you know if you're spreading them out months apart like yeah all right it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know if we covered this when uh, before we cut out, but my my opinion on this whole vaccine thing is that the government's put people in an awkward position in having to find their own information on the vaccine and who can get it, the safety concerns around it. I, I wholly believe that people should be getting vaccinated, and that the and we can see from the data that the risks. Again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist or whatever, but from what we can see, the risks for the blood clots are lower than the risks of the virus, so you should be getting it if you can. But you've just put people in a position where they've got to find that information themselves or there's so much information out there and it's not clear that they're getting information from different sources and getting conflicting messages, so people are approaching it with trepidation. And that's a position you shouldn't be putting your citizens in because... You know, it's not just me who's not a doctor or scientist. There's lots of people who aren't doctors or scientists. Yeah, that's that's true. That's very true. Uh, me as well. I'm not a doctor or a scientist. What? Yeah, I know. It's, it's surprising. You've it's been lying surprising. to me. <laughs> the only reason I agreed to do this pod was because you said that you're a doctor and it was good for my health. Uh, yes, and keep taking those tablets I gave you. What, those little mushroom-shaped ones? Yeah, those are ones. All right. Yeah, all right. fair enough. Cool. Um, no, but I was just looking at the – so I've got a list here of different countries and it says, like, what vaccine's being used by which country. Oh, sweet. But So it's got, like, for example, United States has got Johnson & Johnson and then Johnson & Johnson again. So I guess they've got two different coronavirus vaccines, Moderna, Pfizer, BioNTech. Yeah, they're Moderna again. But it's like they've made – of getting a vaccine almost like going to an ice cream shop and picking an ice cream. I mean, that could be hard enough. Yeah, like, I don't know. And I suppose you they had you had to do it. Oh, sorry. The, commu- the world community had to produce or try and produce multiple varieties of vaccine because we didn't know what was and was not going to work because we'd never done a vaccine for a, a COVID uh, virus before. virus, yeah. Yeah, so we hadn't done that before. So we had to try and diversify. Y'all got to diversify your bonds, Chappelle joke. <laughs> um, 
So we had to try and do that. But then and I don't know if it was the best decision for governments to then provide multiple options for their citizens or maybe, yeah, that, actually that's probably a tough position to put them in because they probably would have wanted to just get as many as they can and if they've got to diversify in doing that, then, you know, it is what it is. Well, I didn't realise there could be so many, like, differences and side effects. I thought it was just like whoever works out how to make the vaccine works it out and then just emails the instructions to all the vaccine makers around the world and go, this is what we did, copy this. Well, I mean, isn't that where Big Pharma makes most of its money by not sharing that information and trademarking formulas, vaccines, that sort of stuff? Like they yeah. don't actually, they don't actually produce that much, though that many exciting new drugs. Most of their money is through price gouging and saying they're doing exciting new research and saying they're doing exciting new research and charging people based on that. Oh, you're paying for us doing more research to improve drugs. They don't actually do a whole lot of that stuff. That sucks. Yeah. There was um, there was a, a, on Twitter I saw some congresswoman or senator in um, the US absolutely tearing into uh, a CEO from a, a, a pharmaceutical company about that. So these guys would have all been producing it hoping that maybe, oh, well, we we've done it. We've produced the COVID vaccine, and everyone else seems to be struggling with it. So it's ours. We're going to make a killing off it. You know, even That's if it was, move. yeah. Well, I I don't know if you remember. Like, I've seen articles where it's like, hey, this is the guy that came up with polio. He could have sold it for this much, but he didn't, and you know, he just sold it for this much. And it's just like this one scientist, and he's like made into a hero. Yeah. Same with like um the guys who discovered penicillin i think they were australian or new zealanders or something like that same sort of thing they shared that like there's wasn't that just a mistake though what i think someone noticed mold on bread and sort of went from there don't eat that there was, there was some deductive reasoning there it wasn't just like winging it oh no it was just like accidentally spilt tipped over a beaker hey that mold's gone <laughs> uh well, no, I mean, the mold would have stopped whatever was in the beaker, right? Isn't the, the mold the penicillin? Oh, wait, the mold's the penicillin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But they, like they we used, said, I'm not a scientist. There used to be more... Actually, no, I wouldn't say there used to be more integrity within the scientific community. The scientific community used to be more independent from businesses. And that's why... Like, you don't get into science necessarily because you're trying to make a ton of money. You get into science because you want to make a lasting impact on society or you're curious by nature. It's when business gets involved and corrupts those ideals that you start to get this stuff. Yeah, no, that's true. Fair, fair point. Uh, can we, is there a separation? Can we, is there a solution to that? Everyone working on the vaccine has to get the vaccine first? I don't know. I, don't know, I suppose one solution to that would be governments increasing funding to the sciences or providing a government-based like science. So if you increased funding to CSIRO and opened up more positions there, for example, you wouldn't have all these science graduates and new PhD graduates, blah, 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 going to private companies to do their research or to work for them. You'd have more people working for the government and that research being owned by the government and therefore owned by the people. And that was something that the Liberals did. They cut back the the funding to the CSIRO so there's less 
roles available there. So a lot of our scientists went overseas and went working for big companies rather than staying with the CSIRO. Bastards. It always, come, it always comes back to the fucking liberals, doesn't it? The liberal government. Yeah. I, I, I just don't get it. The more I look into it, the more I'm like, how? Why? Even like people that like Scott Morrison, who? I, I, don't, I don't understand it either. I just, it, I don't know. There's just, there's just this large community out there. Well, actually, no. I was going to say there's this large community out there who've got no empathy for everyone else. But I think there's this large community of people who are just stuck in their ways or mm. of where they get their news and information from. Or, or it's like they just do what their parents have been doing. It's like, my dad always votes liberal. I vote liberal. And they've just been like that for 50 years. Like I don't, I don't know anyone who votes liberal. Certainly, I don't know anyone in my age who votes liberal. Anyone younger than me who votes liberal. But that might just be the social circles that we're in. Like you said, it might mm. be, you know, <laughs> we we weren't born with uh, silver spoons in our mouths. So yeah, we don't hang around with the people whose parents always voted liberal. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so it's a, it's a little disappointing. But what are you going to do? And that, and Make once a podcast. Yes, that you might do that. <laughs> <laughs> and with what it's shaping up to be an election year, I just wonder if they're going to hold off until the vaccine rollout's finished or until the vaccine rollout's really well underway and looking like it's going to be finished and then call an election so they've got some good spin to put on it. Cause yeah. I mean, did you see that Michael Rowland clip on ABC? I think it was the Breakfast News show or whatever, where he asked the health minister, uh, uh, Greg Hunt, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, why have you put liberal branding on all the announcement for the the vaccine rollout and for that stuff? Because it's not a liberal thing; it's a government thing that should be separate. And he just absolutely tore into him. He called him a, a you know a lefty kook. Really gave him a hard time about it. when he was just asking a question. It's a perfectly valid question. It's not a liberal initiative. It's a government thing. Yeah, uh, uh, that's a fair point. So, so they've already started. They've already tried to start and put a spin on that the vaccine is courtesy of the liberals. It's oops. not though. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Well, it's not fair enough. But it- like the liberals, the liberals didn't pay for it. The liberals didn't pay for it. The government paid for it through our tax dollars. Now, had they done a really good job organising it and getting on top of it early, then yeah, they might have been able to claim that and talk about that, but they can't brand it as a liberal government announcement. It's a government announcement. Yeah. And also, it's like, to put into perspective how much they've stuffed it up, what figures did I give before? How many have been fully vaccinated? Not even half a million yet? Yeah. And Scott Morrison stated that there would be 4 million vaccinated by the end of March. He And he said that um, initially they said that by the end of October, everyone in Australia should be vaccinated. And now they've said that it won't be till you know later next year. Yeah, it's just did he when, when did he when did he say four million by the end of March? That's he said that January uh, this year. Wow, that is slack. <laughs> I think that is slack as fuck. Yeah. So he, in and then on April Fool's Day, he said the coalition has fallen short by thirty-three. Sorry. 3.3 million doses of Scott Morrison's stated goal in January to have 4 million vaccinated by the end of March uh, um, that has received extensive coverage. 
So this is from an article I got from Michael West Media. Good old Michael West. Brian I got a lot of my information for today from Independent Australia uh, and uh, health.gov.au. There you go. By Elizabeth Minton. This was published April the 8th this mm. year. So it's still, it's like it's a month and a bit old news, but it's relevant to what we were talking about today. And it's, but yeah, so they've fallen short on that. And then he's even saying like they're going for 80,000 vaccinations per week. I don't think we're hitting that either. And we're not, no, we're not. Oh, actually per week, sorry, per week we might be getting that number of jabs, but I don't know if that's translating to total number of vaccinated per week because you've got to get your two jabs. Yeah, okay, no, that's fair enough. Maybe later on it'll start rolling into that, but for now it's not. Also, the two jabs is only one of those two, isn't it? I thought it was both, but I'm not actually sure. I thought it was only one. Was the two and one you could just do all in one? Well, yeah, I don't know. I might have to check on that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I guess the people giving the vaccines will know. I was going to say I was going to say something, but my mind has emptied. My mind is a void. It's a vacuum at the moment. What? <laughs> don't you hate it when that happens? Nah, let's go. That's my default <laughs> state. <laughs> Just empty until someone says my name and pulls me back. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, so the, the the phrasing, even the phrasing that you use around how much they've missed that target by, even that's interesting. And you know, I'd look at that as almost almost propaganda by the wording that was used. So fallen short of their target by three point three million. I think when you only do so that works out to be like when you only do seventeen percent of what you said you were going to do, I don't think that's falling short. I think that's something completely different. <laughs> and I don't think that's something you announce and announcing it uh, the day after you were supposed to have had it done by. That messaging is like, oh, we've just fallen short on it. We're, yeah. we're not as where we wanted to be, but we are on track still. We're still moving forward. That's not the case. That messaging, the wording and the timing is deceptive, I would feel. Yeah, no, that's, that's completely true. I mean, you could be getting one person vaccinated a day and that's still p- progress, shit progress. Yeah, we and have fallen short of our target by 99.9%. <laughs> we're moving forward though. Barely. <laughs> there are more people vaccinated yesterday than there were before. See, I can do it. I can do it too. This Actually, is my... no, three of those people died, so we are technically now behind. <laughs> they are all in the same car on the way home. Shut up. Well, sorry, I was just I just like math. I was look if you can count the number of vaccinated on an abacus, something's wrong. I was by a big abacus. Cheeky fucker. <laughs> well, I think that's about covered most of it. You're gonna have fun <laughs> editing this yeah, one. I, I am. That's what I got locked down to do it in, so courtesy of fucking Telstra and their NBN. Telstra. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, it's an interesting it, it's so we're mid another lockdown as well. Do you know what the cases were today? Uh, I think I was looking at it earlier. They did 50,000 tests yesterday, and I think they had four new cases. It was four or five. So okay. the number of cases relative to the number of tests is looking good. It's just a matter of whether or not those start going down now. Oh, that's fair enough. So I'm hoping it's only the week. I'm actually hoping that it gets out a little they bit cut early. Short. Yeah. Because I've, 
I've uh, I've just started coaching a under fourteens basketball team, and we got one training session in on Thursday before lockdown started, and we've got our first game on next Saturday, and I'd like to squeeze in another training session before <laughs> our first game. Yeah, especially because only half the team turned up. Yep, no, that, that makes sense. I'd like to get back on the road. I'm going to have to re-shift my show, and we're heading towards Melbourne now. So the the venue that you we're going to do it with. Have you spoken to them at all? Are they like planning to just push everything back a week or it's just like, it's gone. Your, your slot's gone. Oh, uh, I, so I basically just hired that venue out. Um, cause it was just an RSL hall. So I can just get the money back or I can just swing back around and get another slot. All right. So you got, you got options. I got options. I got options. You're not going to deprive that community of, uh, Duck the Zuck. No, hopefully not. Who or anything else that comes shows that I have formulating. Well look, I might just if the way things are going, I'm heading up to Melbourne. I wanna eventually I've got a wedding. Hopefully that doesn't get postponed. That's up in like Sydney. So I wanna head that way and I'm thinking I'll just go all the way around Australia and eventually get all the way back to Port Ferry one day. Well when you when you're in <laughs> When you're in Melbourne, we're going to have to do, there's a local place that does uh, Compass Trivia, do uh, Thursday night trivia. So pizza and, um, sorry, Compass Pizza, do Thursday night trivia. So we're going to have to do pizza and trivia when you guys are in town. That sounds very good. All right, you heard it here first, people. Don't buy indestructible shoes. Go to trivia at Compass Pizza and uh, I will see you later, suckers. Yeah, get around Compass Pizza if you can. They do like, a variety of different flavors and it's not just your standard stuff and the trivia is always fun so you know go get some pizza stay safe and stay informed <laughs>